Hey, everybody, it's Marcia Reiner, and I'm here with my friend, Nate Morris. And today we're talking about LinkedIn strategies that can really boost your profit on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind, and you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found a podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner, known as the Profit Booster and a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability guide your growth, and plans for a future exit. Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have a really great, powerful training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. This is where I'll show you how you can boost, get this, 45% in net profits in just 30 days, simply by following a three-step method that doesn't require that you're chasing more customers. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go check it out right now at 30, or at least after the training or after the podcast at 30dayprofitbooster.com for more information. All right. As I mentioned, Nate Morris is with us today. Nate is an author, speaker, LinkedIn strategy consultant, and founder at Apex Conversion, where he has been helping revolutionary business leaders use LinkedIn to enjoy greater success with clients for over seven years. He has a certification in content marketing and a deep expertise in LinkedIn marketing, lead generation, B2B sales, and conversion optimization. His mission is to help businesses get high-quality clients from LinkedIn with proven strategies and systems that save time and produce results. He has developed a unique framework called the LinkedIn Leadership that enables businesses to get calls booked every week with qualified prospects in less than 30 minutes a day. With his help, businesses can get the most out of their time on LinkedIn and use it effectively to reach their target market while also building brand awareness. Wow. Nate, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, um, LinkedIn has become a completely different beast over the last few years. I know that many, many, many people used to use it for like a resume service, right? I'm looking for a job, my next job, here's my resume. But it's turned into a fantastic platform for business owners to connect, businesses to connect, and professionals to connect. So, I mean, am I right that it's shifted that that recently? Yeah, I would say it's um, maybe not shifted, but evolved. Yeah, good word. Good word. Okay, so what I'd love to talk about today, and and but before we get started, um, I'll I'll ask a little bit more about you. But I want to talk about how 
we can really leverage LinkedIn and pick up those clients we want and use it in the best way that, you know, creates that relationship we're looking for. But before we get started on that, how in the world did you get into LinkedIn? I mean, you know, you have a certification and a whole bunch of training, but something triggered that. What was that? So I was going into the online world from the kind of brick and mortar space. So I was actually, um, it was kind of a transition where I was working at a car dealership and I was like every person that could come on the lot, I could get all the information that I needed from them and actually move them through the buyer's journey. But when I went to the online space, um, it was actually in the RV world before COVID hit and everything. Um, it was really interesting to see how much of the buyer's journey like wasn't really touched on. And mm. so I took that and looked at the buyers and then was looking at, okay, now in terms of us bringing on uh, more dealers back then, this is before the LinkedIn side, um, like you could cold call them, you could go in person, but I wanted a more efficient way. And LinkedIn had the best targeting out of any platform available and it was already focused on business. So it was much easier to transition into exactly um, you know, the type of relationship that would lead to a client. Cause like on Facebook, Instagram, you know, it was really hard for me to even find who I want to talk to, who's the right person, um, let alone in a context that they're going to like. Um, so uh yeah, it was really just that that efficiency that was needed and noticing that LinkedIn had it, but also being able to add a connection note, being able to tell them why you're reaching out and what your intention is, mm. you know, versus them just seeing you and judging you based on, you know, what your profile looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's really interesting because um, when you compare with the other platforms out there, you know, um, you're not doing a short video dancing to some crazy music or pouring ice over your head, or you're not taking pictures of your kids, your dogs, and your, you know, every a food plate that hits in front of you, like the other platforms, this is really designed around business. And so when you're on the platform, you know, you're there for business, right? Uh, totally. I mean, people should still, <clears throat> people buy from who they know, like, and trust. So still like be a human. Um, but yeah, I would say that the, it's, it's way more, you know, if you want to use it for business, LinkedIn is, is probably the place to be, especially if you want control of who you're going after. Yeah, I think the targeting on LinkedIn has really, really improved over over the past years. Um, and there's there's two ways to use it, right? You've got the the navigator or the paid um, side, and then you've got the not paid side. Do you think you could have effective search capabilities on the free side as well? I mean, it's gonna be better than nothing, but I do <laughs> think that, especially seeing now with. Uh, you know, X and whatnot, specifically saying that paying them for a membership is going to make it so you do better in the algorithms. I don't see why that wouldn't also transition to LinkedIn as well, if they weren't already doing that. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so let's talk about let's get into the basis here of, um, you know, building really good opportunities in LinkedIn. Um, and and I think when we were discussing offline, you know, the direction that we wanted to go here today, we really, it really hit me or resonated with me um, the importance of how you show up in LinkedIn, right? You know, you you come in and you you're there for a reason, but how you engage with everybody. But it all starts with your profile, right? What are some of the things that we should have in our profile that would make it attractive 
for our target audience to either find us or recognize us when when we find them. Totally. So I think there's a couple I like questions because I think questions unlock everything. And so I think that there's just like two questions. Basically, you have to look at who your ideal um, client is. And I would only be going after the ideal client if you have a choice because they kind of decide what your business becomes. So you really got to see, okay, throughout their journey, what are the actions that they have to take? You know, kind of like the tangible things. And then what are the things that they have to learn? So what are the the intangible things? And they might have questions they have to answer. And so when they visit your profile, um, you know, if you're only there at the end and say, hey, here's how you can work with me and you show some, you know, value or whatever, uh, that might not be enough to actually help them through the journey. So they're basically forced to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's a huge risk for you to take in terms of if you're going to acquire them or not. So I would be making sure that the profile can actually, uh, for each of those stages, when you answer those questions, make it so that you can actually connect with them. So you can start some kind of relationship where they're at in the journey versus kind of waiting until they're there. And that could be, um, you know, content that has uh, opt-ins or it could be, um, you know, different ways of, hey, engage with this post if you're in this stage or things for them. Um, to do, but it's really how can you create relationships when they're <clears throat> like walking into your walking into your, I guess, online store. You could kind of think of it as nice. So okay, that's sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's kind of like a. It's not super practical in terms of exactly what you would do, but I think that a couple things that are uh, super practical that people don't really think about is the the bio, that little bio line. Mm. So when you come up in a search or you comment on something, there's that little bio line. And so instead of just saying, you know, who you are, put something on there that makes them want to go to your profile. So that there are contacts like that what? they're kind of maneuvering through. Now they're, you're controlling more of that. Like what? Give me an example. Um. So on mine, I know I had uh, like ready to grow your uh, coaching consulting or agency. Okay. Or coaching consulting business or agency. You know, then it would be like, uh, click the link in my bio or something like that. And so that would lead them to the profile from wherever they were at before. And, you know, just how when you're like scrolling through or whatever, that context switch, you're kind of just in a, in a, I don't even know how to say it. You're like, people are kind of like unconsciously like going through the internet. And so, you know, if they're on your profile, it's way different than them looking at one part of you surrounded by, you know, other people. Interesting. Okay. So I like that. So it's kind of a, a, a hook. So you're calling out your ideal audience right off the get-go and you're giving them an opportunity to learn more about you immediately just in your bio rather than saying, oh, I like to travel. Um, I have a dog and my superpower is or whatever it is that people put in their bios, right? And when I say bio, I mean that little, that little like- The sub, two lines, little, right? Yeah. Well, just the two lines, not the, not the summary- even though right. it, it sounds like bio would be a big thing, but interesting. Okay, so you utilize that. Okay, I like that. Um, so that's that's a really valuable piece. Um, do you want and then one? I go ahead. Do you want another quick hack? Yeah, so I was the, just gonna say, give us some the more. Ex- the experience section. So uh, LinkedIn likes to put you on uh, on Google. Okay, so so when people look you up, if your profile sucks, but somebody else's might be good, you might lose the deal just because of that. You know, you might wow. have your old job and now they're like, hey, what are they doing? They're not updated. Like they're not on top of their stuff, especially if they're B2B, right? So your biggest clients are, depending on what space you're in, um, they're probably going to be B2B. 
So um, that's just like a big opportunity and, and LinkedIn puts it there. So you want to be better, but then if you, once you have a good profile, profile you can actually um, add like the skills and experience instead of just being like, hey, you know, I'm a founder or I'm this type of coach, you can put in multiple, right? So you could say that you're working like 10 different jobs at the same company as different roles, right? But that's actually just showing, that's telling Google now to show you for all of those. Oh, to show you like 10 times? Yeah, for for 10 more, like, you know, think of it as like terms that people are searching for. Interesting. Okay, I like that. And so if yeah, they want like, that... you know, LinkedIn strategy, if they want, you know, outreach, they want, um, you know, like uh, like prospecting. There's a, all those things that you're trying to search for. So you can kind of play search engine optimization within it. So you'll show up for more searches in LinkedIn as well. And you would put that in your summary or you would put that in your in your two-line bio? In the experience section. In the experience section. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Cause it's like, so I've had I've had both sides, right? Someone that says, okay, yeah, put your college, your, your, your last 10 years of jobs. And, you know, so it looks more like a resume rather than, you know, um uh rather than a a a, a profile, I guess is what I want to make call it a it, sales right? page. Think of it as a sales page. That's what I each think one of those it. you could link to something, you know, like that covers Ooh. each stage of the journey. That's good. That's good. So you don't call it, so you don't necessarily say that, you know, when I was 12, I worked at McDonald's, right? You 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 say that here at this role in this company, I do this piece. And and so you're giving the the idea of the type of services and products and delivery and, and outcomes that you've had, you know, results that you've had with different clients using a different search qualification, right? Yeah. So instead of just a profile that's um, basically commoditizing you, where it's just showing the basic information relative to other people's basic information, use it as something that, um, you know, works as like a mechanism. I love that. That is the most creative way I've heard on using LinkedIn. So thank you. That's like, that's juicy listeners. Nice. If you didn't take notes on this, hit rewind and listen to that again, because that was a really juicy nugget. Wow. Okay. I like that. And I noticed that, um, you know, LinkedIn isn't owned by Google like YouTube is owned by Google and Instagram is owned by Facebook kind of thing. But LinkedIn strategy, I have noticed they're they always on... on the first thing when you type in your name in Google, it pops your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, well, they are owned by, uh, by Microsoft, though. So okay, they are owned by, okay. by a big company. So, yeah. Oh, see, OK. See, I didn't even realize that link was there. OK, so. So now, um, okay, so then they would- But they're but, a big site, right? right if someone, if someone's site. linking to you, because there's, in SEO, there's domain authority and page authority, right? And so the domain is going to be made up of the page authority. And so if LinkedIn is a big site, right? And it has you on it, that's like, and then how they structure their internal like hierarchy and how Google reads that, you know, it's probably, probably something in there, but they're probably also friends, you know, but- Awesome. And then all the backlinks that you could produce out of that, if you're doing it right, you know, by having the link going into your web page and the different angles that you have or a landing page that you have. So, wow, that's really a creative idea that, like I said, I have not heard that part before. So I'm going to go in and optimize my experience to show more on that. But yeah. um, okay, so that's great. So before we leave off of our off of our profile, is there anything else that we really want to make sure we touch on um, before we go into building relationships? I think that's probably enough. 
Okay. And then, you know, obviously the, the great so many things, things I could say, but you know, there's a couple like the things thing. out there that I've heard about, you know, you get on your phone and you record your, your voice and your intro that you can put under your picture and make sure you've got a banner behind your picture. Don't just have something blue, right. Um, to, to make sure that you look professional in doing it. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think the profile, um, idea is, is really, really good. Really, really yeah, good. There's another one that I saw that was interesting. That was where they were, um, they used a video clip in their picture as well. But then in the featured section, they had the video. And so those would be correlated in terms of making them want to go look at the video. Love it. Cool. Cool ideas. Ideas, ideas, ideas. Yeah, these are extra things. I'm trying to give things that you can't just find from looking at Google. No, right? Really, really I don't want to be like, yeah, your summary should talk about you and your profile picture should like be smiling and different from other people's and current. Oh my gosh. Current. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Pictures or something else. Um, Okay. So let's talk about how we, how we navigate through LinkedIn because, you know, many people, um, I find like I'm always getting hit up. Oh, hi. I saw that you were a perfect candidate for blah, 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 blah. And, and I mean, they haven't even said hello or, you know, really truly read who I am. Um, and they're already pushing something on me. So they've cut all the relationship, you know, intros that you would do with someone and they just went right for the sale. And I, that feels icky to me. So there's got to be a better way for us to build relationships and, and move into opportunities off of LinkedIn. So I know you have a perfect strategy for that. Share that with us, please. Totally. So people buy from people that they know, like, and trust, right? So until we have that rapport built, um, they're not going to be looking at us as an option for them to select. So if we're approaching them and we already think that, hey, we just need to give them this offer, and if it's the right offer, then they're going to buy. Um, that's just not going to work because that that relationship really isn't there. It's just like you know, if we if you walked up to, if I walked up to a girl in a bar and the first thing I said was like, hey, here's all the reasons that we should get married. Like, let's go. I might like it might on paper be a good you know their parents might be like, yeah, you should do that, right? But like that's not really how you how it's supposed to work, you know, and it doesn't really work that well. And if it does work, that might not be the right person. So um, <laughs> well said, well said. Wait a minute, listeners. If that does work, it's probably not the right person you want on your on your client list. Yeah, and um, yeah. So in in terms of um, in terms of how does that translate into LinkedIn with doing it, we can still see like what they're doing. So there could be companies that are uh, like looking because we work with people that are looking to work with um, you know, whale clients or their ideal client. And so a lot of times the company will be bigger and the people working for it that you're needing uh, as like decision makers, they're working for the company. So they're like risk adverse. And so you like really have to uh, have a good relationship with them. And so you can be looking for, you know, these like psychographic markers, I kind of call them. And you can, you know, example would be like, what if they're, um, you know, what if they're hiring a role that has to do with what you do, or they're engaging in a competitor's content of yours? Um, you know, so there's these different areas that can not only show you that they're like psychographically, you know, in in the market, so they're in the buyer's journey, uh, but also give you things to talk about and approach versus just talking about yourself. Love it. Love it. 
like, oh, I saw that you read that article or, or you know, commented on that article. What made you think that, you know, you can yeah, like start a up a conversation. Comment, and then you can talk about that comment. Exactly. And then they like talking to you. Now you have no like and trust and it's within the context of, of the sale, right? So then, then you can ask a question that can kind of bridge it more to a sales conversation. Um, and then you can uh, start that part. But yeah, like I think that buying an engagement ring and then going around to people to see who will take it is a really weird strategy. <laughs> but that's how everybody, that's how everybody Without uses. Without an engagement ring, I guess. Yeah, but that's how so many people are using LinkedIn right now. They just in-mail you and they hit you with the offer and you're like, I don't even know you. Wait a minute. Now I have to spend some time and research you. And if your profile is optimized, that's even if I'm looking for something. But more yeah. often, I'm just like, ooh, go away. Ooh, go Especially away. if um, you're not a big business and you're a small business, a lot of smaller businesses, if they really take a look at themselves, people buy because of them, because of who they are, right? And because they're wanting them to help them on the journey ahead, mm-hmm. right? So- we you gotta use that if that's the thing that's working like lead with that don't lead with the offer no i agree i agree so all right so then when we're when we're doing reach outs um you mentioned that you look and see what they're doing right um you know well let's actually let's take a step back because there's there's a missing piece here right um linkedin is a fantastic search engine am i correct Mostly Perfect. because it has a lot of information on who you're looking for and the information that uh, is important to is important to you for it. And they set it up in a way that you can put in key bits of information that you're looking for, and up pops a list of ideal pre- people that meet that should meet that criteria, right? So when we're looking kind of. for people that we want to talk to, how much criteria should we really put into the LinkedIn search engine? to to find the ideal candidate. So a caveat on the LinkedIn search engine is I wouldn't, I think a lot of people will just take what's in there mm. or set something up so that it just pulls automatically. Um, but a lot of the results are like not really what you're looking for for some reason. It'll give you things that are outside of it. So you always have to be cleaning and filtering through. Well, um, well said. But I mean, I think as detailed as possible, ideally, yeah. So like what? Give us some examples of what we should put in um, to a search. Um, you know, so it's like uh, you're going to want company size. Yeah. Right? You're going to want company size. Um, there's uh, it tells you who's been active within the last 30 days. Technically, I it's, think that's a really valuable one because yeah. LinkedIn can you can be ghosted for for months on LinkedIn by people. <laughs> yeah. The the cycle is a little bit longer on LinkedIn a lot of times. Um, but that that's only for if they posted. There's still um, but not within Sales Navigator, seeing like, have they done other things? Um, yeah, uh, their title is important, right? And I'll also, um, if you want to get more into it, there's a, it's called Boolean search. And it's basically ways of saying like, hey, include this, but don't include this and mm. getting more detailed uh, into the searches. Um, and those can get, those can get pretty complex. So I um, bet, but yeah, then, yeah, but like then when you're, area is important, um, yeah. how long they've been in a role, you know, depending on what you're, doing, right? Like, let's say that you're a financial advisor, um, people that are going into bigger roles that have more money than they were making before. Um, that's a pretty good one. Um, Sam. 
Yeah, no, that's smart. I didn't even think about that path of how much, how long they've been in their current role, right? Yeah, it's those and, buyer's journey, right? So what what events have they taken and how are you coming along in that journey? I love that. I love that. And it's so interesting because, you know, these these people have built LinkedIn or built their profiles on LinkedIn and they go in and update it because they wanted to make sure that they were relevant in business. Um, but that information can be very valuable to us as, as, as people looking to engage with other people because they were so open in what they put into LinkedIn. It's a great thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not weird or, or, or stocky kind of thing, but I think there's that, that information that we forget when we're searching for ideal candidates rather than going, okay, so here's my, you know, here's all my first connections. Uh, let me look at my first connections and see who they're connected with, which seems like a, a, a drawn out um, angle to say, Hey, introduce me to Bob Smith, who they probably really don't know. Um, and it, it always seemed like a harder place to, to grab introductions. Um, I think that still works. I think that strategies should be layered. I don't think there is a one-all of, mm -hmm. of anything, but even that, I think that, um, yeah. Cause so, um, statistically people don't let, let, let's say, so car dealerships, when someone, uh, refers like over 90% of the time, I believe they don't pick up the reward because it feels, uh, kind of like sleazy. Okay. So people don't refer based off of incentives like that. And then if you're telling, if you're asking someone like, Hey, you know, who do you know that will come spend money with me is kind of like how it feels, right? <laughs> yes. So it's actually better to like create a resource and then ask if anyone they know could use it. Because mm. then if they That's can use it, idea. they'll tell you. Now you're in the conversation. If somebody else can, then now you got you got them. And they potentially, if you made it good, ex uh, potentially experience like some sort of transformation that you kind of like own that. You're like a thought leader, right? You tell them something and now you own that spot. Love it. Love it. And I'm always a fan of adding value, right? To, to people that I work with, you know, or, or I'm starting to work with, or I would love to work with. I'm always a fan of adding value in there. And I think that's a great way to, to start the conversation with. Um, I just had a guest on um, last week, actually, that talked about referrals and how to really build those referrals out and how the, the person asking for the referral always feels icky that they're going to, that the other person's going to feel like, oh, I need clients, you know, I'm, I'm hurting for money kind of thing, rather than, you know, adding value, like you just said, and saying, hey, I, I created this resource, you know, are you interested in looking at it? Do you, do you know anybody who else might want to look at it? I think that's an easier way to, to, to give that leverage up on the referral that you're giving rather than saying, you know, Bob, how do you know, Bob, you know, would you, Definitely. would you introduce us? Right. Yeah. Cause then if they go, Hey, well, this person could use it and I could be like, awesome. We might have other resources. Like, do you know what they have going on? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it creates that opportunity to start a conversation, which is what this is all about. When you think about it, if you do LinkedIn or, or sales or, you know, relationships building correctly, it's about conversations, right? And it's Basically. how do you get the conversation started and and you come in with a clear intention of, hey, you know, if there's any opportunity, I'd love to discuss it with you. If not, you know, rather than, you know, going for coffee and finding out that they have no interest in you, nor, you know, it, it's it, it just seems so weird. Right. And if you do it in a correct manner, 
right? You start the conversation with the intention and you follow up on the intention and whether it works or doesn't work, at least you're here with the correct intention, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even if they aren't interested, it doesn't mean they're necessarily not an opportunity. If they're not interested and they were never going to become an opportunity, then that may be, you know, your fault and who you're going after. You may have targeted wrong. And now you're learning something to kind of fix your targeting. Um, because if they use your services in the future, they can still be it. And if you're working for wanting bigger clients, you know, those sales cycles are potentially going to be uh, going to be longer. Um, so I think that, yeah, the, the approach would with them and the intent would be like, you know, if I don't like, don't be attached to the sale. If I'm not, you know, if I don't, if they don't become a client out of this, I'm still going to learn and I'm still going to actually, you know, help them. So you're more there for them than, uh, than they are for you. And, and, and I think the flip side, you know, you're learning something, you know, if you come in hungry, starving, you know, fangs out, ready to take a bite out of that client or potential client, then they're going to feel that. But if you come in, with the conversation and the value and, Hey, you know, if you're, if this is an opportunity that makes sense, let's move forward. If not, that's okay. We could always move forward. They may always know somebody. I mean, there's so many different levels that you can get into once the conversation started, but I love the attempt that, you know, you don't come in with this, you know, uh, intention of, I got to close this deal. Right. And I think it's so much nicer, so much more gentle and, and conversational and, um, profitable on so many different levels. Totally. And you have the infinite profit, right? So Simon Sinek has the infinite game, right? Which is mm-hmm. basically like, Hey, if you're going into this, it should be more of an infinite game move, which means that it's not about, are you getting a client right now? And this whole like binary thing that people are like, is it going to be the end all right now? Or, you know, is it going to be the stepping stone? And I think right. that that intention in the core, you know, kind of uh, affects what attention they have or intention they have in the, in the sales calls. Love it. Love it. Or meetings, whatever you want to call them. Conversations. Conversations. Yeah. Because conversation can start into a sales call, can go into a referral call, can go into an educational opportunity, can go into, hey, I got someone you need to meet, right? It can go in many different directions. So yeah, I definitely like conversations. Yeah. Just who are you spending them with? Exactly. How do you get the right conversations with the right people? Exactly. Well, how do you get the right conversations with the right people since you teed yourself up with that? That's why I would use what I said, what I was saying earlier, um, earlier with LinkedIn or just have us do it for you. But, um, I would be, yeah, I would be first figuring out if you could have any client, you know, who, who would they be and what would they look like and spend some time on that. And then, you know, look at, okay, what's the journey that they have and start making your profile associated with that and relevant to that. And then start reaching out to the people who you believe if they were to see your profile would benefit from it and your profile would um, you know, convert and then, but additionally talk to them, you know, don't just let them sit in the back of the class teacher still walks up and those, you know, students are, you know, usually the most grateful. So if you're going to actually lead in your market, you should probably not just be sitting back. Um, yeah. Wow. That was a fantastic summary, Nate. You just, you just summarized the whole conversation beautifully because, you know, listeners often have time they go, oh, and they only remember the last thing you said. But when you summarize it like that and you can really put it into context, then they're like, oh, this is actually a journey, right? As you've mentioned multiple times, there's a buyer's journey that they're going on and we have to meet them where they are and move them logically to the next step next stage, next opportunity that they can, they can go on for. So I love that the way that you uh, encapsulated everything right there for us. Cool. All right, Nate. So 
This has been really good. You've given us some really juicy nuggets. I think you've really shaped the idea of the buyer's journey and having clients or prospects go through a conversation and finding that right right company. And LinkedIn is a fantastic platform to do it on. So you shared so much with us. Where can listeners find out more about you and how you can help them? So I have a special page for you guys. So it's natemorse.com, N-A-T-E-M-O-R-S-E slash gift. And then I put free resources and other things on there that you can uh, check out and hopefully those help you on your journey. Love it. Love it. Thank you. So I know that these are going to be really helpful uh, tools for all of us. And, um, you know, considering considering how everybody's online and as you mentioned early in starting, you know, your journey, um, looking to do it a little easier, um, you might as well build it. You might as well build it and nurture it the way you can. That's a lot easier rather than picking up, you know, cold call lists and things like that. I think uh, I think LinkedIn's a fantastic um, tool of many that you can use to grow your business. So, all right, listeners, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. I know I have, and I'm going to go look back at my <laughs> at my LinkedIn profile and make sure it's optimized correctly and uh, start really utilizing uh, LinkedIn more uh, the way it is designed to help us business owners. All right. As I mentioned earlier, how would you like to boost your net profitability 45% in just 30 days? What? Don't think it's possible? Of course it is. Go check out my new training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. This quick and easy boost profit boosting strategy can be done without spending more on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go get more information at 30dayprofitbooster.com. All right, Nate and I would love to hear your questions, feedback, comments, you know, tell us what you think or, you know, have you gotten a great client off of LinkedIn or have you fallen flat on your nose and you're looking for some ideas, you know, just comment in the chat and tell us and Nate and I will reach out to you and see if we can get you moving in the right direction while you're at it, pick up Nate's gifts, right? And please subscribe to the podcast. You don't want to miss future uh, shows. So you can um, subscribe right here at the, at the link. And you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Nate. Thanks. Oh, where did that get one?